Welcome to the Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola, where I dive in deeper into holistic health and fitness topics that will help you stay inspired, motivated, and dedicated to living a purposeful fit life while pursuing for the Akhirah. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode number 55 with Coach Ola. Today's guest is Nur Salim, where we talked about immunity and the importance of it during Ramadan and during COVID-19. Without further ado, I would like to welcome our returning guest, Nur Salim. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Today's guest is a special guest, Nur Salim, who I am so happy to have her on again. She is our returning guest from our previous episode on Sunnah Superfood. So welcome back, Noor. How are you today? Assalamualaikum. Alhamdulillah. I'm doing well. Zakallah khairan. Yaki, would you please remind our audience and about what you do and what you've, the book that you've written and the new edit that you have as well? So I'm a certified holistic health coach. I work with my clients through my, my own wellness practice, you know, healing naturally and holistically from through the Quran and Sunnah as well. I tie that with my holistic certification, alhamdulillah, from different issues like eczema and joint pain, inflammation, migraines, food allergies, food intolerance, insomnia, and, you know, other things as well. You know, while, while you know, going through their diet, healing the symptom, not healing that, not just bandaging the symptom, but actually getting to the root cause and, you know, finding out what's triggering that symptom that they're experiencing. And alhamdulillah, I just the past few months released my other three books, Sunnah Superfoods for Kids, which is like a workbook for younger children and it's loaded with recipes that are kids-friendly as well as activities. And of course, the discussion of Sunnah and different hadith they can memorize and stuff like that. Awesome. And Yes, so this is actually really perfect timing. Number one, with the coronavirus epidemic, it's really important to work on our immunity. And that's why I'm happy to have you on to talk to us about it. So during Ramadan, like how can we actually maintain our nutrition, our immunity to be healthy, at least during Ramadan? And if we were to do the actual fasting and show what? I always mix up like Shaban, Ramadan, so what? (laughs) So how do we do it during fasting? So definitely, I would say that, you know, even in other lectures I'm giving this year for Ramadan and health, it's definitely the advice is quite different than last year because of the coronavirus we're experiencing. And, you know, me receiving so many questions about immunity and what food can I take? And is black seed okay? And and all these different topics that are coming up, you know, with everyone being so concerned. So a few pointers on that, you know, when it comes to Ramadan is, you know, especially with fasting all day long, you know, we often might hear people joke and say, well, because it's Ramadan, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. I thought, you know, and you see the deep fried food. And sometimes we even make certain food just for Ramadan. You know, even certain desserts that are just made during Ramadan. Not that it's wrong. It's just the concept that, you know, these, many of these foods are extremely unhealthy. They're deep fried. They're loaded with refined sugars and all these un- other detrimental ingredients. So the first thing I always recommend is just because you're not, you're, you're fasting all day and you're not eating. It's not a green light to just go ahead and eat anything at Iftar and Sotur. It's actually the very opposite. Because you're not eating all day, your body is more in need of nutrients and supplements and whole foods that are nutrient-dense. So that would be my first take is to, you know, eat a whole food, healthy diet. The whole concept of halal tayyib, which I love to cover and touch base on. And, you know, aside with that, of course, staying hydrated is also very essential. The body is not drinking, you know, you're not drinking water all day. You're extremely dehydrated. So it's extremely important to stay hydrated as much as you can, you know, instead of reaching for that sugary 
soda or drinking other beverages that also may be loaded with sugar and having a limit on caffeine also plays a role. Awesome. Yeah. In the episode we talked about the Sunnah Superfood, you actually dived really deeply into it. So I recommend everyone to go back to hear that episode because she did share amazing like tips, especially from Ramadan as well. But now with the time being limited with the, some people might have actually limited resources and financial difficulties perhaps. How do you recommend like people can keep it friendly, budget friendly and Mm -hmm. time, like less time consuming? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a great question. So of course, the question of organic also came up in a lecture I gave two weeks ago with ICD, my ICD. And the question was, well, you know, in a time like this, do we really have to be buying everything organic? And my response, although I, you know, usually, especially when it comes to produce, for example, you know, I'd recommend, you know, looking for certain fruits and vegetables. And I cover this in my book, The Dirty Dozen versus The Clean 15. The fruits and vegetables highest in pesticides and that one should be getting organic as much as possible versus those that are very low in pesticides thus have no harm whether you get them organic or not but really in a time like this you know i there's a huge concern of many people financially you know losing their jobs in distress whatever it may be they're on the brink of you know anxiety and worries about this situation so my advice is you know, especially when it comes to, you know, the emphasis I put on halal and tayyib, go back to whole food, go back to natural food, is really, you know, going from processed food, going from that pizza you may have been eating, or going from that, you know, the deep fried potato chips loaded with hydrogenated oil, or loaded with, you know, genetically modified oils, and sodium, and all these, you know, unhealthy chemicals and preservatives that are destroying your body, just taking that step and pushing that processed food out of your diet, or out of your kids' diet, and going for whole foods. It doesn't have to be organic. It doesn't have to be, you know, the five times the, you know, you, you know, the complaint is sometimes a lot more expensive. It doesn't have to be more expensive. It's just the concept going back to whole food. This is the biggest step forward, you know, and especially things that may be convenient at a time like this is getting frozen fruits and vegetables. You know, it keeps it handy. It's preserved. You don't have to keep going grocery shopping in a time that you're concerned going to the grocery stores. And it also helped with meal planning. When you have a lot of fruits and vegetables, it's okay, let me just pull this spinach out and make up something. Let me make a dish. And, and so really that's, you know, even when it comes to meat and chicken, and it's a question that, you know, I, I you know, I, I answered because it was focused on that is, you know, the concept of, well, does my meat really have to be organic? Well, if you're going again from having deep fried fast food chicken to just getting at least chicken for your family, and that's what you can do at the time, then it's much better for you, Allah Alam. Yeah, so... Uh, would you please give us like at least one <clears throat> recipe for it could be a breakfast slash suhoor and like one example for like a healthy alternative for like lunch dinner because like you know a lot of arabs like my, my, my family myself as well like we like to tend to eat lots of fried foods and it's also like the cheaper to buy like white bread for example versus like in a healthier bread so <clears throat> what can you include in a healthy breakfast to keep your immune system strong throughout the whole month of Ramadan, but also like afterwards? Yeah. So when it comes to suhoor and, you know, of course, the, the other question that pops up with this is, well, should I have suhoor? And my response is always yes, where the Prophet وسلم, reminds us that there is a blessing in, in the suhoor. You know, he says, He says to have suhoor, for indeed there is a blessing in suhoor. So that's that, that aside, when it comes to what to eat, I highly recommend, you know, if one is going back to sleep and they want something very light, at least having dates and water is, you know, it suffices. Uh, dates are loaded with so many benefits and they're, all the vitamins and nutrients that they are loaded with help to, to sustain your energy during the day and also you're getting your nutrients that you need. 
if one is looking for something bigger, they stay awake after Fajr, then, you know, I would look for something that's high in protein, high in fat, trying to avoid things that are very salty because it's going to leave one salty all day and it's not going to be easy to fast. Avoiding things that are fried as much as possible. Again, leaving one feeling sluggish after you eat, making you tired, making you not have energy during the day, also plays a role in the mood, which is something I talk about in one of my other lectures. So all these foods, really one should try to avoid them. You know, things like one example I'd give is having eggs. You know, having eggs is really loaded with vitamins and nutrients and really high in protein. It's very filling, granted satiety after consuming it. You know, maybe pairing it with like fresh vegetables on the side, make some cucumbers, tomatoes, maybe avocado. You know, you have a really high protein, high fat meal that, you know, gives one energy, keeps, keeps you going during the day. And then when it comes to iftar, really, I would recommend, of course, starting with dates and water as the sunnah. And, you know, things like lentil soup, although if you eat lentil soup, you're going to be quite full to have anything after. But having a small amount of lentil soup, you know, is extremely filling. And it's, you know, one of the most beneficial nutrients out there, nutrient-dense leukemes out there, loaded with so many, you know, so much fiber and protein and that's aside all the nutrients, folate, iron and, and such. And... And when it comes to the meal, just looking at whole food as much as possible. You know, in my book, I talk about frying. I talk about the concept, you know, when I have a client going from frying, you know, deep, deep fried food in like corn oil or soybean oil, and I'm trying to have them transition into a healthier option like avocado oil or coconut, I don't tell them not to fry at all. I tell them, take this transition, start frying using avocado oil if you have to. So in Ramadan, if we really want the effectuous salad, you can't have it break. You know, like I usually, you know, you can see the recipes in my book for different options. You know, but I usually, when it comes to recipes like that, I just tend to drizzle the bread and, you know, cut up the, the pita bread and drizzle it with avocado oil, put some spice on it and just roast it in the oven until it's super crunchy. But here and there, one might want something that's fried. There might be a dish you really need to fry something, you know, using that, for that dish. I'd recommend just you know, looking for these healthier alternatives like avocado oil, like coconut oil. You know, if anyone's interested in the whole topic of why these oils are healthier, unlike soybean, corn oil, Crisco, margarine, all these other really unhealthy oils, you can find more information in the book, inshallah. Yeah, that's actually amazing. And as, as I'm listening to you, like, you know, getting all the notes, for someone who is super stressed out, you know, that's very important for the, immunity, the immune system. And so let's, let's talk about the importance of stress management for the sake of like having a healthy immune system and able to fight COVID, even if we like, you know, God forbid we get it, but the importance of like the right food with the right stress management coping mechanisms mm -hmm. to have a stronger immune system. So what foods do you recommend for stress management? And I can talk about the tools to stay stress-free, inshallah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I do have a section in my book and I call it the Sunnah habits to de-stress and, yeah. you know, different habits from the Sunnah, you know, things like just taking a walk, going out in nature, breathing, you know, it plays a huge role, you know, far beyond what we expect in terms of our mental health and our emotional health and our spiritual health. All, all that together really is tied in. And, you know, just spending time in nature away from social media. Oftentimes we're like, oh, the minute we're in nature, this looks so beautiful. Let me go put up a Snapchat story or let me go tag you. Know, we're just so attached to our phones. So just having that break just for yourself, spend time with the family, go for a walk. You know, these things are really play a role in, you know, decreasing your stress. But also other habits, like if one's work is, you know, very stressful, find a way to manage that find a way to maybe get things off your task list if possible find a way maybe to 
cut out something else from your time or perhaps you know a really amazing advice i think that can one can find amazing benefit in is you know staying up after fajr you know where we were promised the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam reminds us that there is a blessing in the for his ummah in in the in the hours after fajr in the morning hours so that's another thing to add and then when it comes to different foods really eliminating sugar eliminating processed food all these things because yes yeah, stress suppresses your immune system but so does many foods you know having processed food and junk food and inflammatory food and having sugar all suppress your immune system so going back to again whole food diet avoiding these processed things play a role in both your stress and your immunity yeah and that's actually a really good point so eating the right foods is definitely important for immunity like for stress management but also like you said taking a walk and i'm a very big like when it comes to taking time to meditate to join right art draw music dance or like workouts that's very important so let's talk about the importance of hydration for the immunity like the right food to stay hydrated and like why it's so important to stay hydrated yeah so well if you look at it really one yeah. do a little research or just know biology anyone you know the, it's basic that our body is mostly made of water So when we're not drinking enough water and one can probably realize this you know sometimes i have clients when they they're journaling they they're able to recognize why sometimes after a meal or, or during you know certain days why are they extra moody why are they having you know feeling more down why the why is their state being impacted what exactly is the root and so just looking at things like hydration plays a huge role you know when you're having a really salty diet really high processed food diet it affects our mental health and so you know the whole you know many foods like having a high salt diet high sugar diet not drinking enough water not eating whole food fresh fruits and vegetables it really affects one's psychological state it affects the neurotransmitters in our brain and this is something i cover in my, one of my other lectures which is a very vast topic to get into now but really just the concept of staying hydrated is so important i can't emphasize enough and you know with my clients i usually even have them track their the amount of water they're drinking and and also go back and see okay what's the pattern on this day you felt like this like do you think it's related to the the food you were consuming do you think it's related to the extra amount of fast food you had or the snacks you had this day and not enough water so it's really important in terms of immunity or not you know our health overall it's so important to be drinking a lot of water every day yes and i want to ask you how have you been able to manage your like after covid came into like life how how, how have you been able to manage it and work on your immune system So a few things that I do and I obviously you know I I I recommend them to clients and I also you know I I alhamdulillah I had a few lectures as well as an interview on the Dean show last week about this topic and a few of the things that I implement myself alhamdulillah I grew up on and this is what led me to my whole career is you know black seed oil which is you know something that you see now many people talking about because of oh this medicine and it cures it and black seed and everyone's talking about it but well you know amazing me is you know whether there's a pandemic or not whether there is you know this virus around and everyone's in fear or not you know black seed should definitely be something i highly recommend in the household of every single person you know whether the capsules whether it's the seeds whether it's the oil you know just consuming it and it goes for kids as alike is extremely extremely beneficial in so many ways and how when it comes to the immune system it's you know no exception the black seed is found to help boost the immune system help to you know destroy bad bacteria and you know improving the health overall so that's one thing and i like to pair the black seed with honey but not any type of honey and i talk about different honeys in my book which honey to avoid why 76% of the honey today is fake honey and one can just be consuming sugar and high fructose corn syrup 
and not really have pure honey full with the enzymes and the pollen and all the benefits. Uh, but one of the, the best honeys I, I really, you know, especially during this time, especially when we're trying to really boost the immune system and really destroy bacteria as much as possible is Manuka honey. And I, I share different recommendations on my website, uh, newnutrition.com. I share different recommendations of the best types of honey because like I mentioned, the majority of honey we have in the supermarket today is fake. And many people are not aware of that. So you might be consuming something thinking it's healthy and you're feeding it to your children, you're feeding, putting in your food. And, and then at the end of the day, it's really not you know, all loaded with just sugar and things that you don't want to be putting in your body. So pairing the black seed with honey is a great way to take it, especially if you know someone finds that the black seed oil is too pungent in taste. It helps to you know make it much easier to take in. And you know other things like I mentioned is the whole food diet, avoiding processed food, cutting out sugar. You know sugar suppresses the immune system for hours after ingesting. So that's another very important one. And other things like garlic and onions, you know what I consider nature's antibiotic and lemon juice and dark leafy green vegetables, all these things loaded with vitamin C, loaded with antioxidants and zinc, all these other things that are, you know, subhanAllah, how every single nutrient, every single vitamin plays a different role in our health, but we really need them all. So just going back to whole food diet, eliminating the junk food and taking these superfoods like black seed, like honey and olive oil as well. Allah alam. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Garlic and onion and the lemon juice. And like, it's, that's what my mom has been making at home, like tea using lemon and then ginger ginger yes. yeah ginger yeah ginger is so ginger. helpful yes talk yeah. about it tell us about it yes so ginger is actually it's funny growing up anytime we'd get sick so black seed oil and black seed itself was something enormous like growing up as children i vividly remember and i mentioned this in my book the story of this you know my parents may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them every single morning having us take the black seed with the honey and that was just subhanallah enorm. and we would you know they would talk about how this is in the sunnah and talk about the benefits with us and another one I, you know, I vivid until today, I, I always have, is my father making the ginger, you know, ginger tea, and then he would, you know, using fresh ginger, of course, making it much more strong, stronger, and mixing it with honey, raw honey, is exactly what we would take if we're sick, if you, know, if you have a cold, you have a flu, whatever it is, that was like the, the go-to drink. So it's something I highly, highly recommend, <clears throat> you know, any way of consuming ginger, and of course, taking it fresh is much stronger than taking it, you know, with dried ginger or you know you even see so many other forms today but taking it fresh is absolutely the best way to take it for opt optimum nutrients and you know subhanallah the benefits is, i talk about it in the book the benefits of ginger are incredible the thing with ginger is it does interact with some medication just like pineapple juice and orange juice so one has to be careful if you take it you know around the same time as medication it does play a role in that yeah no it's very true about the natural ginger versus like the fake stuff because that's yeah. what we do. Like you have to wash it and then make sure it's clean and let it sit in the water before you pour it out. Because I one time pour it, but it wasn't like soaked in yet. So it was yeah. just like a clear water instead of the actual ginger with the lemon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's definitely something I, you know, I, it, it also tastes great. I mean, maybe not agree. <laughs> yeah. It's great, especially when you, you know, you boil it. And, you know, you just throw in that fresh lemon juice and it gives a really nice touch with the sweetness of the honey. And it's subhanAllah, it's something incredibly healthy. Yeah. And so for the parents who have like picky eater kids, would you, what recommendations and how can we help the parents with, who are staying at home with their kids and the kids are like, you know, fussy, yeah. how, how do we help yeah. them? 
Yeah, that's something I, I, I cover in Subhala. That's one reason why, you know, it's a major reason why it led me to publish the Sunnah Asipu Foods for Kids. It's, you yeah. know, the work that I was mentioning earlier. And actually, my 12-year-old sister, Leanne, and that's why you can see her as an author on the cover. She played a big role in publishing this book too. Because, you know, when I go many years back, when I first started my health coaching and such, Leanne was, you know, also as normal as every kid, wasn't biggest fan of vegetables. And so what I used to do is oftentimes, like, you know, the famous mac and cheese you can see on the front cover and I share the recipe is my pumpkin mac and cheese recipe. And so I would sneak it in. And then I realized, especially after she found out in one of my group coaching classes, I realized that having the child get involved with cooking and get in the kitchen and just watch you make stuff, or maybe, you know, maybe not at this time, it's not the best time to take your kids grocery shopping, of course, but just getting them involved in the process, you know, talking to them, like, okay, what fruits and vegetables should we get today? What should we order today? What's your favorite kind? And just, you know, that's why a lot of the activities that I made, I put in the book and I, you know, me and Leanne came up with activities ourselves, you know, are things like the rainbow chart. So having the kid talk about the favorite you know, red fruits or vegetables that they have. And so when they have this, you know, attachment and they start, you know, finding like, oh, I have a favorite fruit and I have a favorite vegetable, you know, it's going to be very different than, you know, just having, you know, giving your kids snacks all day and trying to, you know, sneak in the fruits and the vegetables in their meals. So that's one thing, getting the kids involved and, you know, have them enjoy it, make a, you know, make it a project, let them cook, you know, I have like brownie recipes, cookie recipes, all these different healthy things. And Kids won't know. They don't know the difference between healthy, you know, sweeteners versus refined sugar that's really un unhealthy for them. They don't know the difference between healthy flour that's not bleached versus, you know, flour that spikes your blood sugar and, and leads to so many other health conditions. So getting them involved, having them enjoy the process of cooking in the kitchen, it makes a very different, you know, relationship with the healthy food. And then another thing I seen, which I thought was amazing, was one mom, you know, sharing how, you know, you see all this different marketing. You see yogurt with SpongeBob and you see the box of cereal with the, their favorite princess and stuff like that. And this obviously and in one of my books I, I had to read during my training called Food Politics. You know, it talks about this in depth and how the marketing tactics for children is unbelievable. It's, you know, trillions and trillions of dollars are spent annually just to market and have these different tactics of cartoons and the color of the box even, just to get to children to, or putting stickers and putting a toy in the box. You know, all these different things that are used play a big role in, you know, children getting attached to unhealthy food in this unhealthy manner. So one thing that I advise is, and I shared this last month while in Dallas at a retreat with Sheikh Omar Sayman and Susie Ismail, and I shared this with the moms and a lot of them were laughing, but some of them even came to me after saying like, this is amazing, like, an idea I never thought of. And so what I said was, instead of having your kid see Toy Story or see SpongeBob on their favorite box of, you know, a, a, a hel unhealthy box of cereal loaded with food colorings and stuff, sugar and stuff, why not take some stickers with you to the grocery store, you know, put some Toy Story on your broccoli, put some, you know, put some SpongeBob on, you know, something else and just go home and be like, today we're having some Toy Story broccoli with SpongeBob chicken or something, you know, like it's going to definitely have a very different reaction with the child. So that's another tip I like to share with parents. Very important. I like the sticker idea to like keep it fun, make it engaging. Just like how they have it for Ramadan, you know, <laughs> the, the Muslim families. It's so cute. But yeah, these are very good recommendations. Excuse, excuse me. Keep stickers, make it fun, and like hide the ingredients that they don't like. But you know, sometimes kids can actually <laughs> catch that up because I used they to can. catch up. Yeah, the bananas. Yeah. Like I can smell it right away. I don't know. Oh. Yep, they can. Yeah. Yeah. So what are like final recommendations 
that you can give for us an orient to have a really you know as strong as we can immune system through diet through workouts through any anything you find beneficial to share inshallah. yeah you said five recommendations no anything you find beneficial <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like I mentioned, if one is not taking the black seed oil, I highly, highly urge, you know, ordering it today. Just go to Amazon. You can go to my website if you want exactly good product because there are so many out there. And unfortunately, they're not all pure. Order yourself some black seed oil, get some capsules. And when it comes to black seed, it's important that I, I mentioned the seeds in the, the oil, it's fine for kids to take. It's fine for adults to take. But with, you know, preg with pregnancy, it's not recommended to take the seeds nor the oil. So that's something that it's important for anyone listening to keep in mind. Why not? I don't know that. So it has a role just like cinnamon. And cinnamon, that's one reason why it's not advised to take whatsoever in, during pregnancy. It basically it causes uterus contractions and it can lead to miscarriage. It can lead to other things. So it's not recommended to take it whatsoever. Interesting. So yeah, I like... I never had kids and I've, <laughs> so I yeah. would not know that. It's interesting. So for anyone who's pregnant, do not, you don't recommend having black seed oil with it and as well, like what else? Or the black seed itself. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend. Okay. All right. So what other questions I should have asked you, but I didn't. So really overall in Ramadan, something else I find very important is the concept of portion control. And I know this is where I get a lot of hate now. Like, oh man, come on. I was fasting all day. But really, if one was just to, you know, see the pattern of, you know, study it, like, how do you feel when you're fasting all day and then iftar time comes and we have this lavish iftar party and we're just, you know, eating away all these different foods and deep fried appetizers and then we have our meal and then we have this, you know, it's not, and not to say we can't, you know, have nice iftar and make food. It's, it's, there's no problem with that, you know, but of course the concept of wasting comes in. That's one point, you know, like if, you know, I remember, and I will never, ever forget this many, many years ago when I went to someone's house for iftar and you know it was all like a girl's iftar younger girls and I, I believe I was probably in middle school and after everyone finished eating and all the big platters were you know on the floor and you know on the table cover and I seen the the hosts just pick up the food and dump it all in the garbage bag and I was shocked you know and they were like yeah we don't eat leftovers and I was just you know like you know not to judge but just the concept that as Muslims we should not be wasting food especially during Ramadan especially the month that you're you're fasting all day and Utilize it as a time to reflect on the blessings. You know, as the famous poet, he says, He says that out of the gratitude for the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon us, we should utilize the blessings in a way that's pleasing to him. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us with food, when so many people don't have that, should we really be wasting that easily? You know, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us that in the Quran, he says, You know, eat and drink, but don't be wasteful. So that's something to keep in mind during Ramadan, whether you're, you know, you're dead. You're eating at someone's house, don't overfill your plate. You know, you can go back for seconds, go back for thirds if you're putting small portions, that's fine. But just don't be wasteful of food. And then the second concept is uh, what I was coming to is really portion control. And you know, we we'll often hear the famous, you know, eat one third and drink one third and leave a third for breathing. And even in subhanAllah, there's a really funny Palestinian method proverb that they say, you know, you eat one third, drink one third. You have your dessert, you make room for the tea, and then you say, Allah, like, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of your breathing. But really, this is like against the sunnah. This is exactly, you know, what the Prophet sallallahu does not advise us. In fact, he says in the hadith, and we hear the ending usually, not the beginning. He tells us to, وسلم, that the son of Adam does not fill any vessel worse than his stomach. And then he says, If your desires defeat you. So it's a conditional statement. If our desires defeat us to have a few bites, 
And the word duqaymat, it comes from few morsels. So if our desire is to feed us from having those few bites that suffice to keep our back straight, to help give us energy so we can go pray tarawih, to give us energy for, you know, to serve our family or to take care of our commitments and our duties. You know, if our desires defeat us, he says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then you should have one third food, one third drink, and leave one third for breathing, subhanAllah. So that's another advice I highly, highly advise to anyone listening. If you really want to boost your health, you want to feel energized during Ramadan, you don't want to feel sluggish, especially during the last 10 nights, and I highly recommend, you know, if you really want that touche, you want to have that food that you really love, just go for smaller portions. It's going to play a big role in how you feel after eating. Allahu Alam. Yeah, great points. And that also can be applied after Ramadan, but outside of Ramadan, like what are recommendations just throughout the day? Like, you know, how to, like an ideal day without fasting. Yeah, yeah. So really keeping up with these different superfoods should be a, 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 base, a, a basic daily habit. Things like, you know, having fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, whole food diet, but also taking the superfoods like the black seed, taking honey and taking olive oil daily. You know, these things should be a staple in every Muslim household, every person's household, really. Also, dates. Dates are not limited to Ramadan. Dates are loaded with benefits. And, you know, especially for people who are anemic, they, they're loaded with iron and the fiber in there. The, it's, a, it's a natural, delicious, you know, you can be consuming instead of looking, you know, going for something that's loaded with sugar and refined sugar or high fructose corn syrup, all these other things that lead to blood sugar spike and blood sugar dysregulation after meals. Actually, very great point about the anemic part because that's something a lot of people I'm pretty sure might be struggling with. And that's very, very important, especially now with coronavirus epidemic. So what are foods that can improve that and like increase? Because, you know, even the Quran, it's mentioned like the iron level. I mean, like iron. So really really fast like very short list of the foods or what you recommend to improve the iron level yeah so dates of course would be at the top of the list also things like beans great source of iron things like lentil as well lentil soup is often overlooked but lentil soup is loaded with iron it's loaded with fiber it's loaded with protein and another tip dark leafy green vegetables do have a lot of iron so if you're having kale you're having spinach they're great sources but the thing about them is your body doesn't easily absorb the iron unless you consume it with vitamin C. So for example, I often recommend one of the easiest favorites for too many people is if you're making spinach or kale or any other green vegetable and you're cooking it up, for example, into a stir fry, then I recommend getting fresh lemon juice and squeezing it and then you know maybe tossing it on top after eating. Or if you're making a spinach salad or a kale salad, then put in fresh lemon juice, put in tomatoes as well. You know, these help your body to absorb the iron better. And of course, other things like, you know, good quality meat, looking for organ meat, like, like something that's overlooked is liver, loaded with so many benefits, especially when it comes to iron, it comes to vitamin A, it comes to other things as well. So these are a few things I'd highly recommend. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing these tips. Where can we find your book and you on social media to follow? So all four of my books are available on Amazon, Sunnah Superfoods, Sunnah Superfoods for Kids, and then the Sunnah Superfoods for Baby in Arabic, and then the other one in English as well, the A to Z book. They're also on my website, nurtrition.com. That's N-O-O-R, Trition, T-R-I-T-I-O-N.com. And then my social media, my Instagram is holistic underscore nutrition, and Facebook is holistic nutrition LLC. Awesome. Please tag us, guys, when you take your favorite dish this Ramadan or anytime that you hear this episode. Tag Noor and I myself on social media to stay accountable and so that we can check on you as well. Like, you know, 
what you're eating and how we can help you stay active and healthy during COVID-19, inshallah. Thank you so much for your time and any final notes before we head out? Uh, that's pretty much it. Just I pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants everyone listening good health and protects their family from any harm. And I pray that we all have a really beautiful Ramadan filled with ibadah, filled with you know, spiritual, beautiful spiritual vibe. And you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts from everyone. Dakhullah, thank you so much for having me. I mean, and also... If this episode, if anyone's listening to this episode after Ramadan, we also have the 10 days before Hajj, so never forget those days as well. Jazakallah khair noor and assalamu alaikum. Thank you for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe today and leave a five-star review. You can also screenshot and share this episode with a family or a friend. Be strong, be fit. Be fit for Akira. <laughs>